Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. See, Senor. You know what it is? On a Friday, a dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications combo, we've got the blender over in the corner going, making daiquiris as we do on a Friday. Oh, yeah. Fresh coconut. And uh, that's why today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Co-general managers today, Jack. First of all... The counterattack of the classical liberal. Free speech will never die. We are on the march. Join us. The other general manager, Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> All right. Unfortunately, that story broke right when we went off the air yesterday, or we would have went big on uh, Mr. Potato Head no longer being Mr. Potato Head, but just Potato Head to be gender neutral. Which well, there's been is a, a twist or two, Jack. Right. Not unlike the twisty, curly fries of a jack-in-the-box, for instance. There was an immediate backlash to that, and I think they rethought their position and thought, oh, crap. How many how many potato heads, Mr. or Mrs., do we think have been sold in the last five years? Are, are parents still giving that toy oh, yeah. to their children? Oh, yeah. My kids love Mr. Potato okay. Head. Yeah. Yeah. But potato Head was uh, a huge star of the Toy Story franchise. Yeah, that that what that's what regenerated it probably. All the Toy Story movies, including four, which came out last year, uh, feature Mr. Potato Head prominently. Four makes, of the naked cash grab that makes kids soil that and they're fun. franchise. And they're fun. Kids still have them fun. But anyway, the idea that there is a Mr. or Mrs. and we can't have that in America is uh was an odd an odd occurrence. Idiotic would be another word to describe it. <laughs> So we Letting talk- the tiny little tail wag the giant dog. It's weird, man. We'll have to talk more about that later. I'm seeing the first pictures uh, of the uh, bomb strikes. Biden's first bombs as president. Bombing um, Iranian-backed militias in Syria. So the sun was up there. Looked like it was... Is it Was it just becoming nighttime or is the sun just coming up? But anyway, it's a beautiful shot of the... Uh, the, the horizon and everything like that, with mm. American bombs and the smoke going and everything like that, uh, brings a tear to your eye. <laughs> um, uh, we kill anybody? Do we have any idea how much damage we did at this point? Uh, we can get into that. It's funny. I was just looking for the, the bare facts of the story and had to fight my way through so much spin and opinion and uh, accusations of hypocrisy and blah, 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 and uh, Iran nuclear deal. It was hard to actually get the facts. I understand. I continue on my quest to figure out where do you get news as opposed to an opinion. Like I was uh, this morning, I um, flipped on last night's Brian Williams, and they did like 10 seconds of the, the Iranian story and then immediately went into how Trump would have handled it. On a and, similar note, I'm looking for the Fountain of Youth. I'll let you know as soon as I find it. <laughs> they immediately went, in, went into a how Trump would have handled this situation and talked <gasps> about Trump. And I was like, really? I, can you give me a good 10 minutes on the actual military strike and what happened? No, I guess not. That's just a confession. They have nothing. All they have is Trump. On MSNBC. Or have determined that the, that that's what the viewers want. Oh, I'm just looking at our Twitter feed. Something I tweeted last night. I, I'm glad I saw that or I would have forgotten about it. I um, want to talk about that later. Did you see that clip I sent out of a Kuwaiti morning show? I have not. 
It's a morning TV show that looks very American. It looks like The View. They've got um, like big fluffy couches and chairs, and the women are all dressed very modern, you know, twenty twenty one, you know, makeup and everything like that, and high heels and shit. It looks just like an American TV with a bunch of women talking at the same time. Quaidy mm-hmm. show, and they're having a serious discussion about whether it's okay to kill women if they talk to another man on the street and it embarrasses their family. Wow! In completely serious tones. Wow. And and there are a couple of women that say, "Oh, absolutely. I think I think if I went and talked to a man, my brother has every right to uh to uh to kill me with a sword if I do that and bring shame on the family." Oh, I don't think so at all. I think that's barbaric and they have a, a conversation about it in serious tones. It's uh, wild. Getting past being completely astounded by the conversation, it's a sign of progress I think that they're having that conversation. I guess and then they're dressed very western and, you know, feminine and dare i say sexy as they uh, as they sit in those chairs but how weird is that check wow. that out it's on the twitter or we, we should link it at the website i suppose armstrongandgetty.com how powerful um, is culture wow blew my mind yeah absolutely blew my mind wild um bunch of different stuff we can talk about today this smith college story that erupted on uh, in certain areas of twitter yesterday um i didn't get it at first now i now i understand what happened Oh, yeah, it's great. It's a, a couple of zigs and zags, too. Twists. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest thing going on today? Well, the, uh, the House is going to pass a nearly $2 trillion stimulus package. That used to be a big deal. We've mm-hmm. gotten so used to the uh, T word that it's not. The first $2 trillion package that got passed early on in the pandemic was like, holy crap. This is really? Are we going to actually do this? Now it's happening, and eh, people are kind of paying attention, but not really. Yeah, you know, it's an enormous story, although that's run into some trouble getting that passed and the minimum wage and the rest of it, and we'll be getting into that. But I honestly think the biggest story in America was the one I I referenced as uh, our general manager. Mr. Potato Head? No, no, the other one. Mm. Uh, The question of will free speech endure? Will the new racism, which masquerades as anti-racism, win the day and, and silence all dissent? Will we have a totalitarian left? Or will classical liberalism, freedom of speech, uh, freedom to think, freedom of religion, etc., will classical liberalism win the day? I realize that's that's a little, uh, you know, esoteric and 30,000 footish, but I think that's the big story. You talk about that, I'll talk about MR Potato Head. Whether or not it is teaching children to be boys or girls in a way that is just cruel to society. Oh, it's enforcing uh, potato-born stereotypes. There were a, lot of, were a lot of funny, funny responses to the whole thing on uh, Twitter yesterday. We can, <laughs> okay, we can go through. Um, uh, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. I mean, you can't get the arms and the legs on and the mustache in the right place by yourself. You need a team to assemble, Mr. Potato Head. There's our technical director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing okay. Um, the gym near our home, they reopened, and you can actually work out indoors now. And Damn everything. it! So my excuse is gone! I wanted to work out for the last year. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. The gym was closed. Anyway. Yeah. But, uh, so, my wife and I were, you know, working out, and we were just minding our own business, and the woman comes up to my wife, and she's wearing a mask, and she tells my wife, yeah, you need to be wearing a mask while you're working out. She's all, I have asthma. And so she put it upon herself to uh, go and try and tell everybody else in the gym that they need to put masks on when they're working out, because people like her have asthma. And I'm just thinking, if you're that afraid, then don't come here. 
So she tells my wife, I'm going to stay away from you. And then my wife looks at her and says, please do. <laughs> yes. Get out Win, of win. <laughs> so the gym doesn't make you wear a mask. They recommend it. Yeah. It's hard it, to. It, you, can, you have to wear a mask like in the hallways and stuff like that. But yeah, when you're actually working out. It's hard to exercise with a mask on. My son, son finds it practically impossible. Yeah. To like Among your, ride a bike and stuff. Uh, higher tier of athletes, that's actually a thing. They have like oxygen restrictive masks that they intentionally wear to try to get your lungs stronger and build up endurance yeah. and stuff. Well, those of us who aren't world no, class athletes, it's, yeah. it's just hard to breathe. <laughs> right. And what about those of us who get winded walking across a room? <laughs> what if like buckling in my uh, snowboard leaves me lying on the ground <laughs> gasping for air? I'll be with you in a minute, kids. <laughs> Yeah, I said, good day, snowboard. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll meet you in the lounge. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been in there, and uh, let's just say I got really winded really fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I loved tough. the excuse of the gyms being closed. <laughs> and kind of restaurants, too, because I hate restaurants, and I hate eating out. I always have, always will. And uh, the idea that they were closed, oh, boy, won't it be nice when restaurants open again? I'd, I'd say, oh, please keep them closed. Um, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing quite well. My uh, my newest hobby continues to uh, impact my life in strange ways. Sean Thomas is a radio producer who says that he has been researching NBA Top Shot and has bought some packs. Thomas says this phenomenon isn't as surprising as some may think. Digital things are real things to a lot of people out there, and I think that statement becomes more true the younger the demographic goes. That guy sounded hot. That's right. You're, <laughs> you're, 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 your kid made the news, everybody. You I'm were... big. Hey, Ma, I'm on the news. <laughs> Take that, high school guidance counselor. <laughs> Sean made the news as the the local guy who trades digital sports cards. Yes, that's right. Fantastic. <laughs> as someone who has taken an interest in a fad. <laughs> <laughs> local man says, I like the fad. <laughs> Here's someone who is pro-fidget spinner, or whatever the fad of the <laughs> right, moment right, was. David. This local man thinks it might not be a good idea. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> congratulations. Now take, the weather. Take that guidance counselor. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Who's laughing now? <laughs> wow. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on Friday, February 26th, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. The show begins officially now, according to FCC rules, regs, at Mark. If the president was the party's nominee, would you support him? Uh, the nominee of the party? Absolutely. Boom! Mitch McConnell. I would vote for Trump if he were the nominee. Absolutely. Mitt Romney, Mitt, Mitt Romney said he would not the day before. So we're having that argument a good three years early. Tell you what, <laughs> you you can talk about it all you want. I will sit here, flip through my I'm, morning I'm, paper, I'm, maybe I'm, do the crossword. I'm not going to talk about it. So all right, you heard me talk about it. That was the sum total right there. There you go. That was that was it. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Plus, we have cow clips of the week coming up in moments. Oh wow, all of that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Lady Gaga's dogs are still missing, roiling the country. <laughs> um, Lady, I am unroiled. Lady Gaga's dad said it's like their children were stolen. Still really uh. no mention from 
Lady Gaga or her dad about the dog walker who, according to the Daily Mail, was shot four times in the chest. What? As they stole the dogs. But nobody seems to care about that. Only the fact that her dogs are missing. Yes, yes, yes. The dog walker was shot or something. But where are our dogs? What a weird story. Wow. Troubling. Yikes. All right. More on that to come. Or not. Or not. Uh, Plus, we have a mailbag in moments. But first, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. The book is a surprising collaboration called The Berenstein Bears Kill Osama Bin Laden. Yeah, you know, Denver departure, United 328 Heavy Mayday aircraft uh, just experienced a engine failure, need to turn immediately. He informed us that he was hit in the head and stuffed in a car in front of his home. He admitted that he fabricated the story because he didn't want to go to work. Show me the data, the contact tracing data that shows transmission is happening there, and then I will close my doors. Until then, let me earn a living. Last summer, a group of moms found her site and started a campaign to get her three kids kicked out of Sacred Heart Parish, a Catholic elementary school. Today we mark a truly grim, heartbreaking milestone. 500,071 dead. I think they made the right move. In one episode, Fozzie does a stand-up routine that begins with hickory dickory da. At this stage, we've seen substantial evidence that points to the Russian Foreign Intelligence Agency, and we have found no evidence that leads us anywhere else. We'll be back to normal by April, Christmas, a year and a half from now. One of those. Any one of those. And so when we're deciding between shots, I, in a way, don't want people looking at these headline figures, 95 versus 66. Look at the number 100. That's how effective these are at blocking hospitalization and death. I don't know if he'll run in 2024 or not, but if he does, uh, I'm pretty sure he will win the nomination. I hate to say this looked like a long cylindrical object. It almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast that went right over the top of it. It may look like toothpaste, but this 3D printing technology is spitting out a 1,900 square foot house. I'm not saying she's a smoked turkey, but the smoker's warming up. Instead of just counting the cows in the field and moving, they were counting the legs and dividing by four. And then I have 11 vodka soaked green grapes (laughs) right around 11.30. Whoops, the cow cut off in his prime there. <laughs> oh, wow, um, there was too much homespun uh, hickiness there. <laughs> <laughs> too much homespun hickiness. <laughs> Some interesting things to discuss on the whole uh, uh, virus front, though, getting back to normal or whatnot. I think it's going to be a lot closer to the April 1st guess than two years from now, like Dr. Fauci and Biden seem to be hoping for. But more on that later. We have a great email on that in Mailbag. First, though, your freedom-loving quote of the day got uh, past this on Twitter, and I absolutely love it. It's from the melodically named Vivek Ramaswamy, who is a uh, tech guy, an investor, a writer, and increasingly a civil libertarian. He says, name one time in human history when the group fighting to ban books and censor speech were the good guys. I'll wait. Love that. Keep that one around and repeat it later on. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
Yeah, good stuff. Uh, on, on to the uh, correspondence Boy, proper. that is really good the more I think about it. We have to discuss that in depth. Name one time in human history when the group fighting to ban books and censor speech were the good guys. I'll wait. Moving along, Brian writes, guys, on the whole gender studies, transgender thing, there's no men, there's no women, Mr. Potato Head, won't be long until someone demands medical schools stop teaching students that male and female anatomies are different. They'll have to. be called that. They'll come on pressure, under pressure from their own students. Yeah, but I feel like the counter the counter attack has gained momentum against this insanity. Now, uh, the rest of the uh, email will probably be this uh, from Kevin on why Fauci et al. downplayed the benefits of the COVID vaccine. Why? Well, currently demand for the vaccines outstrips supply. Uh, Fauci believes it's best to downplay the benefits to keep the general public in fear of the virus and as compliant as possible. He and our health department betters are afraid that admitting to the true benefits of the vaccine would create a moral hazard leading the public to letting down their guard. And then he uh, God, at length you'd, you'd, points out several examples of that very thing. Yeah, but you'd think by now, after that failing over and over again, you'd have, you'd have decided that, yeah, this whole manipulating the population with my various comments is probably not the best way to handle it. Since it's blown up in your face over and over again. Although I do see plenty of polls that uh, indicate the masses still haven't heard the truth. They're still getting swayed by the, the spin. Yeah, we got more on that. It's It's, it's pretty interesting. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Rather than even think about declaring victory and saying, well, we have herd immunity, we're in good shape, we've got to keep pushing and pushing because this thing could bounce back with the variants very, very quickly. Getting to 40 to 50 percent of the population with some form of protective immunity, you don't have herd immunity, but you have enough immunity in the population that this just doesn't transfer as readily. So I do think as we get into the warm weather, as we vaccinate more of the population, and in view of the fact that at least a third of Americans have had this, I do think that you know infection levels are going to come down dramatically. One of those doctors has a like a weird fetishism of the pandemic, Dr. Fauci, and I think kind of secretly likes it going on because it's been the most exciting time of his life. The other one, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, is just looking at the numbers and finding that when you get about 40% of the population, he's looking at L.A. and various places around the country, when you get about 40%, the numbers seem to go off a cliff. So that seems to be the number where, uh, where we come out of that, and we're getting there as a nation. This thing is about over, but... Biden wants it to last to get legislation through. Fauci wants it to last, I think, because it's exciting. Kind of like generals don't really want the war to end. I mean, they might, the logical part of their brain, want it to end. But I've been planning my whole life to fight a war. And now I'm in a war. When it's over, I won't be in a war anymore. You know, I think it's, oh, yeah, it absolutely makes sense. I'm not sure I agree with you 100%, but. I take a little more charitable view of Dr. Fauci, and we'll get into this uh, great uh, email from one of our uh, smartest and most logical uh, listeners who lays it out pretty beautifully. Uh, coming up, the uh, the bombing of the Syrian target, the Iranian black-backed militias, Biden giving them a punch in the mouth. Uh, also, the Mr. Potato Head controversy. Yeah, the full timeline of how things played out throughout the day yesterday. Re-Mr. Potato Head. Indeed. So stay with us. 
Also, the great and growing counterattack by classical liberals like ourselves. Now, that's a term that means maybe libertarian is a better way to say it. We believe in the freedom of thought, the freedom of speech, the freedom to vote, the religion, the rest of it. And we don't think the woke crowd ought to be dictating anything. So we'll, we'll talk about that as well. Here's the but, most interesting thing I heard yesterday about the, 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 the kind of Fauci crowd. Okay. And, and, I and then I will pronounce my more charitable view that I hadn't um, that I hadn't thought of before for good reason. At the beginning of this thing, while we were all flying blind and we didn't understand what was going on, we kind of turned to the CDC and people like Dr. Fauci and have been really listening to what they have to say and discussing it and, you know, following the rules and that sort of stuff. And somebody pointed out yesterday, you know, these people make pronouncements we ignore all the time. And I think we're about to go back to that. <laughs> you, you know how often the CDC tells you how much you should drink, how many vegetables you should eat, how many hours a day you should work out, how fast you should drive. And nobody pays any attention to any of that stuff. True. And never has. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. The very same people that are telling us about how long we need to wear masks, I think they're going to go back to the, yeah, you work out three times a day and knock yourself out, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> One drink a week. And Hold I, my beer. And Wait I a thought, minute. oh, yeah, that's right. They do tell us all kinds of things we ignore. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so my view of Fauci and, and his ilk is a little more charitable. I think they have, a, they understand, he understands. He will be judged uh, on one standard, and that's to whatever extent he can limit the deaths from the Chinese bat fever. And there have already been a tremendous number of deaths. And he and, and his cohort believe that if they have to shade the truth, they have to spin the truth, they even uh, dis- distort the truth, if that results in managing the human herd to a better result, then that's okay. In fact, that's good. And uh, I think uh, Kevin illustrates it pretty well. He's talking about how uh, if if they they really admit the true benefits of the vaccine, it would create a moral hazard. That's a that's a term that economists and and planners use, um, leading the public to quote letting down their guard. At every point during this pandemic, government health departments have obfuscated scientific facts in order to better achieve their public messaging goals. A perfect example of this early was the complete denial of natural immunity acquired from recovering from the disease. If Fauci and his ilk publicly admitted that natural immunity was robust and long-lasting, they feared this would create moral hazard. A large segment of the population would lose fear of the disease entirely and go on and live life with a, well, if I get it, I'll have it over with. Would have gone on and lived life and kept the economy humming, probably got the disease, most likely, based on stats, not gotten sick at all, we're not very sick, getting right. us to herd immunity faster and getting over this damn thing. I don't think they're trying to manipulate the population. I don't know if you can point to one time where it did us any good. People died by the thousands because of Dr. Fauci and his crowd saying, oh, mask, don't wear a mask. Oh, that's a terrible idea. What if you touch the front of the mask? Oh, yeah, don't wear a mask. That right. trying to manipulate us got people killed and, yeah. and kept the economy where it is for, for a long time. I would, I, I'm really against this whole trying to manipulate us. Give us the facts and let us be adults. Yeah, and I wonder. I, I'd be a better talk show host if I was always certain of everything. But I wonder whether I wasn't right when I said maybe the best thing we could possibly do is say, all right, figure out if you're vulnerable. If you're vulnerable, shut yourself down, stay at home, etc. The rest of y'all, the young and strong, 
There's a 1 in 1,000 chance you're going to get really sick. There's a 1 in 5,000 chance you might even die from this thing. But go out and live your life. Everybody's going to have it. Everybody's going to trade it. We're all going to develop immunity, we hope, because that was not a 100% certainty. Uh, and, and it could have been we would have reached something like herd immunity in a very, very short uh, period of time. Yeah, like June instead of April. June of last year instead of April this year. Similar examples include playing up the dangers of long COVID or inflammatory syndrome in children. And most of uh, the, the, those are legitimate things, but they're very, very rare. Um, watch in two or three months when vaccine supply catches up and quickly outstrips demand. This messaging will turn on a dime. The goal will switch from keeping the public compliant to fully vaccinating the public. All of a sudden, vaccine efficacy will be front and center. Indeed, they'll play up the benefits beyond what the science even says. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Well, uh, I hear a lot the... of might this, might that from the Fauci crowd, and the crowd saying it's going to be over soon backs it up with math, and it just makes sense to me. The math is well, just seems to be right. This is well, how many people are going to have had the disease. This is how many people are going to have vaccinated. This is what it adds up to. This is what that percentage looks like in various cities and states, mm-hmm. right. which is very exciting. This is going to be over soon. It would seem so. You know, I remain humble in my pronouncements about this, but it would shock the hell out of me if you were wrong. I mean, we're playing the telephone game now in a crowded room, but 40% of the people we whisper the secret to are 100% deaf. So what are the chances that message gets all the way across the room if 40, 50% of us can't pass it, even if we wanted to? Right. So Yeah, it's a good thing. Good thing. You know, I think this is a good thing, too. One weird thing about this show, if you're a new listener, and we have new listeners all the time, and we appreciate it, um, is that I I don't want to engage in knee-jerk partisanship every single second of my life. I am adamantly conservative, patriotic, libertarian, American, etc. Um, Clean-shaven now. What's that all about? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? Well, I don't. You know, I've I've sported a number of different facial hairs during my life, Jack. Facial hairs, styles of facial hair. Ah, uh, the beard thing is it's getting to be the warm part of the year, and there's a lot of gray in my beard. Really? <sighs> my wife thinks it makes me look old. I do think you look younger without the facial hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am old, which is one of the reasons <laughs> my beard makes me look old. <laughs> anyway, uh, but knee-jerk partisanship. I just, it wears me out because I want to understand the world. I want to understand what's an effective foreign policy. And I like Biden. Uh, I like the United States military bombing the crap out of some Iranian backed uh, militias uh, who are trying to kill our guys in Syria and Iraq. Punch him in the face. I'm happy about it. There are, but, you know, when Trump did exactly the same thing. You had Joe Biden. You had Jen Psaki herself. You had the Washington Post and the New York Times talking about, oh, the belligerent Trump with the violence and the racism. We should be healing wounds with Iran and building bridges and blah, blah. It's stupid. It was knee-jerk. It was partisan. And uh, I, I'm glad he bombed him. I've run into a lot of uh, conservative coverage here. Oh, Biden with a false idea that he can control Iran. I don't, oh, for God's sake. It's just, it's exhausting. Hasbro made a major announcement yesterday around Mr. Potato Head. 
A lot of people are having trouble with the name Hasbro because it's got bro in it. That it either should just be has. <laughs> no, they're not. Or has person. Stop it. I see. Ladies and gents, I can't tell if he's kidding. I can't right. tell if he made it up. How could if you somebody if somebody says amen and a women, how would you know if Hasbro is a joke or not? We got this text. We all know Mr. Potato Head is a white potato parading around in brown face and should be canceled. <laughs> That's right, brown on the outside, white on the inside. And somebody pointed out that, and I remember, I think this was the case for for me. Mr. Potato Head used to be, you used a real potato. It came with the arms and legs and hat, and you just took a brown potato, and then you stuck the stuff in there. The original, yeah. Yeah, and then at some point, I don't know when it became, you got the plastic thing with it. When they realized that raw potatoes are juicy and gross. (laughs) Mama, I have potato juice all over my shirt. But right as we were going off the air yesterday, the breaking news, I saw it from the Associated Press, that Mr. Potato Head will now be called just Potato Head in an effort to be gender neutral. That's right. not where the story ended yesterday, though. Well, and keep in mind, uh, Mrs. Potato Head was also demasculated. <laughs> she also had her sex robbed from her and was turned into a eunuch. It's for sterilization of potatoes. So we'll have how that all played out yesterday. How could this actually be something that's happening? I am simultaneously disturbed and amused. (laughs) Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. So we think that Mr. Potato Head is from the 80s. This one is an older Mr. Potato Head going way back to the 60s. Hey, it's Hasbro. Hasbro makes toys. What's new, Hasbro? Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head with their own cars and trailers. That's what's new. (laughs) And this is from the era of these are actual potatoes sitting in toy cars with various wow. googly eyes and big uh, big features on them. <laughs> and they had camping trailers at the time. Huh. What's new? Mr. Potato Head, that's what's new. Oh, that's well. I, I like the kids referring to the corporation that makes toys on a first Hi, Hasbro! <laughs> the associated... corporation that makes toys. So the Associated Press hit yesterday right as we were going off the air, which was a shame, because what a great story. Mr. Potato Head is no longer a mister. Hasbro, the company that makes the potato-shaped plastic toy, is giving the spud a gender-neutral new name, Potato Head. The change will cut off his tater tots. The change will be appear on boxes this year in an attempt to be gender-neutral. As uh, somebody tweeted out... Um, I told my seven-year-old daughter that Mr. Potato Head is gender-neutral now, and she smiled and said... This is the greatest day of my life. Finally, I can be at peace. We hugged and I started sobbing. It was so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but so, and everybody went kind of nuts. So I was actually searching out people who were going to say this is a good thing, finally, or something. Because I thought there's got to be somebody, right? I mean, how could there be enough, using my finger quotes, I guess, public pressure to make a company change the name of a beloved toy that's made them gazillions of dollars, how could there be enough pressure to change it? But then when it happens, I can't find anybody who thinks it's a good idea. 
I was floating around Twitter. I couldn't have come across anybody. I was going to my favorite lefty people and websites trying to find anybody who was, you know, going to say, oh, good, fantastic. This is a step in the right direction. Right. No, I couldn't find anybody. Emancipation refer potatoes. I mean, the people of a conservative bent were mocking it endlessly, and then I just, there wasn't much of anything from anybody else. Did anybody think it was a good idea? And then throughout well, the day, they changed their mind? Is that what happened? Well, yeah, uh, more on that in a second, but I wish uh, Marsha Wallace from The Simpsons was here, because her corporate woman voice would be perfect for the statement from Kimberly Boyd, who works on the Potato Head brand at Hasbro. <laughs> I'm sure that's... The culmination of her uh, professional dreams. Anyway, culture has evolved. Kids want to be able to represent their own experiences. The way the brand currently exists with Mr. and Mrs. is limiting when it comes to both gender identity and family structure. So That is a pretty good corporate woman voice from The Simpsons right there. Thank you very much. So somebody somewhere was limited by this interchangeable-eyed potatoes alleged gender? What? And there's one where you've got a masculine-looking hat and one where you've got a feminine-looking hat. And, you and have I a believe Mr. a Mrs. purse. Potato. Yeah. Or is that just in the Toy Story movie? I think there's a purse. We, we, never, we, we don't own a Mrs. Potato Head. We only have a Mr. Potato Head. Uh, Neil Saunders, managing director of retail at Global Data in New York, tweeted, A potato doesn't have a gender. <laughs> and they're not saying the toy can't be male or female. Or, they're just allowing the child or consumer to determine that for themselves. So he's in favor of it. He thinks it's a good idea, I guess. But then at some point, Hasbro, feeling the heat, feeling their potato getting boiled, said, hold that tot. Your main spud, Mr. Potato Head, isn't going anywhere. While it was announced today that the Potato Head brand name and logo are dropping the Mr., I am proud, I yam Proud to confirm that Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head aren't going anywhere and will remain Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Now, is there any chance they were playing three-dimensional chess? 100%. Okay. All chess is three-dimensional. So their original tweet was designed to just get a ton of attention? Struggling toy company gets endless amounts of free media by putting out press releases. Reminding people that Mr. Potato Head exists? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's my read of it. And I still, I know. I, I hope that's the case. I, if that's the case, I tip my bowler hat, which is what Mr. <laughs> Potato Head wears. If that is the case, I tip my really tiny bowler. Like, it barely sits on top of his potato head. It's a, the hat is much too small. To paraphrase my favorite tweet that I saw about this yesterday, if you tell a modern kid to step away from Fortnite and play with a potato head, you're getting roasted on their TikTok within 30 minutes. <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful. Well, I guess the new plan is that you'll get like three different potatoes, two big and one small, and then like 45 different accessories you can plug in and out of them, and you can do whatever the hell you want with it. Now, when I said to my kids, love Mr. Potato Head, that is past tense. They haven't played with it in a very long time. But when they were little, they liked it. Um, but well, what, the sweet no... spot for the toy, I'm told, is three years old. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's for pretty young kids. Um, the... Uh, uh, but no level of uh, clever marketing is going to make them feel any different about it. You might sell a gazillion of them to, like, hipster 27-year-olds who think it's now funny to have one sitting on their shelf. So I, I pulled up the, the Potato Head Wikipedia, um, and look at their their history, and it kind of just features their major news points uh, since 1995 when uh, it kind of got reinvigorated with the Toy Story, Toy Story movie. Before that, we were suffering through the Mr. Potato Head famine. 
Yes, there, there had not been a news... Oh, was an Irishman. I resent that joke. <laughs> there had not been a news update since 1987 until 1995 when it came in Toy Story. 1995 uh, it has new Toy Story versions of it. 2000 in the National Toy Hall of Fame. 2006 began selling different, uh, just the pieces so you can add to your stuff. Not a news story until 2020 when, guess what? Mr. Potato Head goes green. 2021. Mr. Potato Head goes gender neutral. Okay. Oh, so they have a new marketing person who's super media savvy. Good for them. Okay, that's cool. Fantastic. So ends oh, that discussion. You, and, but it gets back to your point to not, a little bit earlier. Our times are so crazy, you can't tell. Right. You can't tell. When somebody is saying amen and a women, when people are saying herkstery for real, college right. professors and politicians, you can't blame me. For falling for the Mr. Potato Head thing. Come on now. No, I do appreciate Hasbro really adding to the mockery of all of this, though, by manipulating us. They had me for a minute, but uh, now I get it. I like it. It's cynical. We have some great examples of the gaslighting of the woke left. The the Smith College insanity, if you're not hip to that. It's quite a story. Uh, Jonathan Turley really stood tall. I came up with more quotes from that hearing where there are Democratic senators trying to get uh, every conservative channel uh, deplatformed. Turley stood up uh, tall for free speech. Good stuff. Awesome. Anything going on with Lincoln Logs or Tinker Toys or anything like that? No, nothing. <laughs> I'll check the wires. Jacks. How's Jacks? Jacks are doing okay. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.